I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Come on, y'all. Get with our sound. Kate and Jordan back with the Geek Down. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. What is going on? I'm trying something new. All right. I like it. It's episode 110 of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to figure out where their fandoms intersect. That's right. Now I don't know where to go because I changed it up, right? It's I'm just like stunned. I have, <laughs> a ro- I have a road, but I chose to like drive backwards into it and now I don't know where I'm going. It's the Robert, I don't know what's happening. It's the Robert Frost poem. There were two, <laughs> there were two, there's a path and there's two ways to go. You took the wrong path, son. No, I think this is good. We've got a rhythm going. I'm still in a little bit of shock, but I'm recovering. <laughs> it's 110 episodes? Yeah. I, I don't, honey, I don't want it. I don't want the magic to fade. It's not going to fade. I want the magic to remain. We've got magic. <laughs> All the magic. All the magic. Go back so, and- much, so much magic that we have our own internet elf. We do. We'll get to him in a minute. You want to check out our magic? You want to go back and listen to all over 110 episodes of our magic? They do. A couple ways you can do that. You can go to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. It's where all the episodes live for the moment. Venture capital pending. <laughs> yeah, if you want to support something besides ourselves, go to SoundCloud. <laughs> Help SoundCloud monetize. Um, all our episodes live there. If you follow us on SoundCloud, you will get a notification every time a new episode goes live. And it'll be like, hey, buddy, it's Tuesday. It's a new episode of The Geek Down. And you'll be like, awesome. I don't know which button is which, but if you wanted to drop a ding right there, new episode. <laughs> but you got to come here to get it. Yeah. And that's kind of lame. It is kind of lame. And you might clutch your pearls. <gasps> you might be vexed. Like I was vexed. A yep. couple of weeks ago. You're vexed a lot. Constantly. It's <laughs> getting them all out of the way early, friends. If that is too much work for you, we understand. Oh, we totally. understand. And we want to make it easier for you. So that's why we have an internet elf. His name is John C. Frostilicus the third. The third. It's Sir Dr. Chauncey Frostilicus the third. He's got like six doctorates. He's R- a- Roman J. Israel Esquire. Yeah. He's got all the things. All the things. And you know what? You want to meet Chauncey? He sounds fascinating, doesn't he? You want Chauncey in your life? You know where you get him? While you're at SoundCloud, you'll see a button with a familiar logo on it. If you click that button, it will take you to Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, if you hit subscribe, Chauncey will show up on Tuesdays with an episode for you. Chauncey will be like, oh, damn, a new friend? <laughs> I think that's my favorite of all the drops. It's just, there's the so many uses. Yeah. <laughs> The ding is very utilitarian. Every time I use the ding in a new way, Caitlin would be like, wow. Wow. It's a toss-up between the ding and the wow for me. Um, well, if you go back, if you go back on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud and find out where I first started romantically dreaming of the drops for this show, I did say I wanted a concierge bell. <laughs> yes. So many it's uses. Basically all I wanted. So multi-purpose. Anyway, your man's Chauncey. Every Tuesday, we'll bring you a new episode of the Geek Down Podcast. While you're there, actually... At Apple Podcasts, doing the subscribe thing. If you wanted to, like, leave us a rating, like, four or five stars, that would kind of be amazing. You could. 
we'd like it. Yeah, if you just have some free time, you know. You're probably wondering, Jordan Kate, you mention this all the time. Why would I bother? Listen, the more ratings we have, the more four or five stars that we have, it means when people are out there listening to the podcast in this similar sort of vein field of interest. Friends, I'm having trouble with words today. We'll get to that in a minute as well. But if people are out there and they listen to their anime podcast, their other nerdy podcast, you know, their nerdist empire podcast, and they're like, I I want more content like this. Where can I find the people who are talking about the nerdy stuff that I like? The more ratings and reviews we have, the kind of higher it pushes us up. Yeah. And we've decided that uh, we uh, need more exposure. People should be listening to us more. We are fucking amazing, frankly. We're pretty funny. And 110 episodes in, I think I can say it. Episode, episode 10, I would have been like, yeah, you come and hang out if you want. Hundred episodes later, I'm like, listen, I don't know what you're listening to on Tuesday, but it ain't us, and it's a problem. It's a little bit of a problem. It's a problem. Look at your life. Look at your choices. If you're new to this endeavor. Or if you have feelings about how we feel about ourselves. You want to tear us down a peg? (laughs) Knock us off our pedestal? A few ways you can do that. One of those being Twitter. Yes. At GeekdownPod. Mm-hmm. Same as our Instagram, which yes. is also at GeekdownPod. At GeekdownPod. Um, Jordan does all the work on those. When, um, I, when I feel like it. Yeah. But if you want to get like at both of us, because you know I'm, I'm not on the internet because I'm an old person, um, you, can, uh, you can write us at our Gmail account, which is geekdownpod at gmail.com. Yes. And uh, depending on who gets it first, we usually tell the other. Like, hey, we got this thing. A lot of the, a lot of what we get is like junk mail. So we would love <laughs> you to write us and like send us fan art and stuff. An actual person would be fantastic. Yeah, you can send us glitter fan art. We love that. <gasps> macaroni, <laughs> macaroni pictures. Just you know, for the spring, I just feel like I really need to like decorate my cubicle at work with like glitter fan art um, or macaroni fan art, whatever you like. Um, also, decorate uh, Caitlin's cubicle. Yeah. Damn it. Or you can post the stuff on our Facebook page. Yeah. Which is www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. Geekdownpod. <laughs> there it is. I just got to learn how to say it like that, but it's going to take a lot. Yeah, I just I can't get it. I don't understand what's wrong with me. Rip Pop Team Epic, we love you. Um. So yeah, those are all the ways to, to get a hold of us. Now, if you would like to support the show or you'd like to check out what is on our patreon yes you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod there's tons of stuff there basically just put geekdownpod all one word in for, google for anything and you'll find everything yeah it's, it's always geekdownpod and you'll also up our our uh searches on yeah. google <laughs> uptick that seo yeah get our metrics up because there's um, some other geekdown pods out there they are not this geekdownpod they're not this geekdownpod they frontin Hey. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to start beef with all the other all the other geek down. I don't po- even think podcasts. they exist anymore. I think they're all like derelict. That's but right. There, only one remains. <laughs> Airhorn. This one. Um, gonna have some content for that Patreon. Yeah, this week we're going on an adventure field trip. Not gonna tell you what it is yet, but hey, check out our socials. Like we said, you know, five minutes ago, have an update there, friends. All I'm gonna say. Snacks. Snacks. It's going to be some snacks. I've decided this is my social outing for the weekend. <laughs> so I bought groceries this week with my uh, Loblaw bread fixing <laughs> yes. gift card this week. Yep. 
So the grocery budget, all snacks. All snacks. <laughs> all the snacks. It actually, uh, we bought ice cream with ours. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah, because we had like, we have a pretty strict budget and I was like, okay, we need actual people food. And then one night I was like, I really want ice cream. <laughs> um, And Halo Top has now arrived yes. in Hamilton, but they don't have any of the dairy-free flavors, so it was kind of crushed. Isn't it just, I guess it's not dairy-free on its own, right? No. Um, they thought- do have a ton of dairy-free flavors, Um, but the base is coconut, so we'll see. Um, mm. But they had like pancake and waffles. That one looked intriguing, but I didn't like, listen, for $8, I'm only like checking out one and I checked out peanut butter swirl and how is it it was fine it was good yeah it's i mean you will eat halo top and go like wow for whatever alchemy goes into this to make it you know 80 calories a pint or something yeah that tastes pretty good it doesn't taste like sugar-free shit doesn't have an aspartame like taste to it some sort of alchemy goes into that but for eight dollars i'm not like listen yeah listen listen i'm spending two dollars on a fucking two kilogram bucket of chapman's (laughs) (laughs) which i cannot do unfortunately so i'm either buying a lot of sherbet (laughs) Which I love, um, though every time I buy it, I expect to open it and there'll be soup inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, grandparents, for that. Um, and it's just like flashbacks. It took a minute. Flashbacks. <laughs> like, I know there's soup here, but I expect to open it and it'd be like beef and barley soup. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Um, Shouts to all the white grandparents who put, <laughs> put soup in their sherbet bucket. Yeah. Um, like, it's, honestly, though, I used to go over, there'd be like three sherbet containers in their free freezer and i was like one of them has got to be russian roulette no not a single one they were all like bean soup and <laughs> good luck finding ice cream or margarine at your grandparents house. <laughs> seriously um so uh besides that i bought a like chocolate fudge from i don't know benson and hedges wait that's a smoke that's they a make cigarette. cigarettes ben and jerry's <laughs> that's the one ben there you go um and it was pretty good yeah, I put some blueberries on one of the servings I had. It was excellent. Blueberries on your ice cream? Yeah, like blueberry. It was like blueberry jam. I like heated oh, up okay. the jam and there was like a topping. It was really good actually. Heating up the jam? Yeah. We we stays heating up the jam <laughs> on the Geek Dumpa. Yeah. That's what we do. Heat up the jam. Heat up the jam. I feel like we're like a 90s techno group and that's our like we're not course. pumping up the jam caitlin we're heating, <laughs> heating up, up the, the jam. jam um anyways that's uh, can you guys tell we don't have any news there is no news <laughs> and friends friends language is hard this week so jordan has not got a lot of sleep this week jordan there's another guy at jordan's job who has the same position fills the same position and we kind of swap off. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we're both in the building together, you're, you're which like, is helpful. You're like leads. Yes. We're team leads. Yeah. And sometimes we're in the building together and that's really nice because we, you know, we know we can each rely on the other one and sometimes the other one goes on vacation and <laughs> well-deserved. Homeboy hadn't been on vacation since like last summer. He didn't yeah. go home for Christmas. This was his Christmas, basically. He went home for Christmas. Right. Um, but it was the end of the fiscal year. Yeah. Leading into uh, Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this about some major Canadian retailers, but Mother's Day is, is second only to Christmas. Yeah. So uh, in the UK, they had Mother's Day quite a while ago. Did they? They do. And it's facts. not... Facts with Caitlin McKinnon. Fun facts with Caitlin McKinnon. I actually have a Friday fun fact uh, in the office now. Every Friday, <laughs> I give them a fun fact whether they wow. want it or not. 
Friday fun facts with Caitlin. What, what was, what was, uh, did, did you do a Thursday fun fact? Because it's all, we're recording on Good Friday today. Yes. Um, I did not, though I feel like now, because it's Friday and they know we're recording on Friday, I have to give the audience a fun fact. Oh my God. We need a fun fact. Um, hold on. Let me think of something really quickly. Uh, there's going to be something in my brain. Um, oh, hey. Hey. I got it. Yeah. Um, including diseases. Do <laughs> you know in the last hundred years what the greatest natural d- disaster was? In the last hundred years? Yeah. In the last century. I don't know. That tsunami that hit Indonesia. It was not. It was the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu. Yeah. Wow. Fun facts with Caitlin. <laughs> Friday fun facts with Caitlin. Friday fun facts. Recording on Friday. It is a fun fact. You're listening on a Tuesday. It's still a fun fact. Yeah. Look at the Spanish flu. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I lied. We do have one tiny bit of news. Well, we'll get to, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, yes. So, friends, I'm exhausted. I worked five overnights straight. Somebody decided they wanted to come and record this on Friday instead of tomorrow after I, I'd slept. I did say it was up to you. Caitlin makes a very long commute to do this every week, which I appreciate. So, whatever will make her life easier, I try to accommodate. Plus, we get to go on a fun outing, and now we're going to go on a fun field trip, and then you can go to sleep. I'm not going to want to go to sleep, though. I got a bag of Doritos sitting over there. Then eventually you'll get to go to sleep. <laughs> I'll go to sleep with Doritos hanging out of my face and a dying PlayStation controller in my hand. That sounds amazing. <laughs> sounds like sounds like nothing has changed since I've been 12 years old. Um, there's one bit of personal news Ooh. I just want to tell the people because I feel like I feel like it's a, it's a turning point for me. I got another book deal. <gasps> I'm writing another book. Does this mean I will actually be okay with calling myself a writer? Uh, no, because you're insane. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and you're going to be like, partway through the book, you're going to be like, what am I doing? Why did I even get this? I'm a fraud. I'm a complete fraud. Uh, I, I don't know how to write words. What are words? Like, I'll get one of those text messages from you. And by the time this thing comes out, I will have had uh, my first book, which will have been anthologized in another book. I'll have had multiple magazine pieces out. Mm-hmm. I'll have had an essay in another anthology and then this book. I'll still be like, I'm not really a writer. Uh, did you read that article I sent you about um, the, uh, uh, oh, what's the word? Oh, what's the, oh, hold on one sec. It's imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. Did you read that article I sent you about imposter syndrome? It was it an article or a pie chart? What? I feel like it was a pie chart. I also sent you the article on Wikipedia. Wasn't it just a graphic? No, it was not just a graphic. I sent you multiple things. I'm just so used to everything you send me being a GIF or, <laughs> or a meme. You're like, I don't even want to open this. <laughs> uh, you sent me the Wikipedia article on imposter syndrome? Yeah. Also, I think I need to start making my own GIFs because there are not enough Golden Girl GIFs. I don't call them GIFs. I call them GIFs. What are you doing to me? Um, there are not enough Golden Girls GIFs out there. There needs to be more. I, I don't know what to tell you. Also... Th- of all the things that people could remake, why are they not remaking the Golden Girls? Or doing, like, a different Golden Girls? Also, if anyone wants to get at me at a new murder she wrote, I can definitely do it. Listen, Roseanne Reboot got, like, 18 million people watching it this week. I am sure every phone call <laughs> was made. I'm sure Kelsey Grammer's phone is, like, ringing right now. <laughs> being like, yo call up niles oh shoot yeah will and grace as well will and grace was first out the gate i don't think will and grace got roseanne numbers but no no but um 
but anyway, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Lansbury's got some, uh, had some, her agents gotten some phone calls. No, 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 not with Lansbury. It's got to be somebody else, but I definitely have a way to like tie in the murder she wrote. The unified theory of the murder she wrote universe? Yeah. Don't, don't give it away. I'm not going to. Just put it on the board. When we hear about it, I mean, they already tried it with Olivia Spencer. Octavia, Octavia Spencer. Spencer. I don't know why I always call her Olivia. Octavia Spencer, but that didn't work out because they didn't do it right. I know how to do it right. Caitlin knows how to do it right. I am passionate about Murder, She Wrote and <laughs> you, old ladies, you apparently. Will, you will never find somebody more passionate for Murder, She Wrote than this woman right here. Or just like old lady shows. <laughs> I think it's really important. Or just old ladies. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. Did I tell you about the time I, got, I was like randomly spoke to this old Hungarian lady uh, on the bus? No. It was amazing. She told me like her whole life story and it was hilarious and sad and wonderful. And we were only on the bus for like 20 minutes together. And I feel like we shared a bond. Do you remember when I worked on the floor at major Canadian retailer and found a random cane somewhere down one of the aisles <laughs> and I brought it down to main cash and the little old lady who lost it came back and was asking about it and I was like, did anybody happen to find a cane here? I was like, yes, actually, I found a cane. Let me go get that for you. And I brought it back, and she called me an angel and said I had very nice skin. <laughs> that is an amazing story. Yeah. I once helped these two old ladies at Major Canadian Retailer. Um, they wanted to f- get all these books, but neither of them could walk really well. So I, like, brought chairs over and let them sit and just, like, brought books to them. And they <laughs> bought, like, $300 worth of stuff. And they're like you're so nice, dear. I'm like, it's my job, but yes. Also, I love old ladies. Also, you're an old lady and I love you. So yeah. If you were a 30 year old man, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) You can get your own goddamn books. Take your ass upstairs, get your own books. Um, Speaking of books. Yes. Writing another one. I can't tell you what it is. For reasons. For reasons, because that's what I saw. I saw a meme and it was like a picture of young Luke Skywalker captioned like, when a writer finds out good news, and then a picture of Last Jedi frazzled Luke Skywalker <laughs> and be like, when you can say what the news is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, yeah. that's the difference. So hopefully uh, before I'm dead, uh, <laughs> this, hopefully this podcast is still going and I'll let y'all know what it was. Yeah. Well, it will definitely be going because we're amazing. We are amazing. Uh, yeah. So uh, sometime early, be talking about it probably early next year. That's and then amazing. maybe in spring next year. It'll be, it'll be written, um, similar, but not to my previous book. I'm really going out of my way to have the weirdest bibliography of any writer <laughs> working today. So, so far going according to plan. It's really working out. Oh, good. Ding. Uh, that was a moment. So, Gotta be on that Jordan Jesus. Two hours of sleep in the last 24, y'all. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're 40 now. You can keep doing this. Yeah. It's, your it's, heart's going to be okay. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. So I wanted to tell my one piece of news. What is your one piece of news? So I did not know this until it was too late and then bad things had already happened to it. (laughs) So I'm actually kind of sad. Oh, okay. So uh, Donald Glover and his brother were set to write and produce... A Deadpool animated series. Animated Deadpool. Adult animated Deadpool. Yeah, which for FX. makes sense because of the Deadpool that's come out and is coming. The second one, and it makes a lot of sense to keep it mature for, for mature audiences. And apparently, it's all fallen through. Apparently, yeah. Something went something went AWOL yeah. there. Crea- creative differences. Yeah. Is that... 
Is that something between FX and the Glovers? Is that Marvel being like, mm. I don't know. But like Donald's been not outspoken about it, but like just dropping all this stuff about like, this is, I, he, he said something like, I had all, don't let anyone tell you I didn't have the time yeah, to Yeah, there was some it. like speculation that like all his extra work was the reason he had to drop out. And yeah. he low-key on Twitter was like, no, I had plenty of time. Here's the script I wrote for the finale. Yeah. And threw up basically his first draft script of the Deadpool finale. Yeah. Which I read. I didn't read the whole thing, but I read part of it. Yeah. I read I read the part of it as well. Um, but yeah. So I don't know what happened. And I really want to know. I really, really want to know. Well, you're not going to. No, I'm not. Unless I meet Donald Glover and I can ask him. I met Donald Glover. Kind of. You met Donald Glover? I never tell that story on air. I don't think so. Or if you did, I've forgotten. He was, um, this is around the time his second album came out and I don't know if he was actively promoting it or if he was just kind of doing stuff, but he would do these like impromptu listening sessions like Oh, you nowhere. did tell me about that. And one day I had a nap after work. I'm, was I on Midnight's then? Was I on Midnight's then? God, how long have I been doing Midnight's? <laughs> um, just the years of my life just shaved off. Um, yeah, something went up on Twitter where he's like, oh, I'm going to be playing songs from the new album in Trinity Bellwoods today. Which is for regional talk, which is very, in Toronto, is very close to where Jordan lives. Uh, and it's like it's like Toronto's, not cent- uh, size and notoriety-wise, it's kind of like Toronto Central Park. It's like one of the biggest parks. No, High Park is Central Park. Bryant, I don't know what park this is. Bryant Park. Um, it's, it's, it's wee, but people know about it. It's, it's a big, it's a big enough park, but it's in, it's very downtown. Yeah. Um. And he was doing that and it was basically like we all just kind of like meandered, a, tried to find it because it's a big enough park and there was a kid with an amplifier sitting on a picnic table and people just kind of started milling around there and we didn't know if this was it and people were starting to go like, man, this would be just a great troll for some like <laughs> indie rap group to just play their lame mixtape. <laughs> um, but he showed up and just kind of hung around and talked to people and answered some questions and this was also in like the weird era, like he had just left community Right. Those Instagram notes questioning his entire existence yep. had gone up and people were like, oh my God, he's going to kill himself. Uh, no, he was just having a moment. Yeah. Let, people, let, people are allowed to have moments, guys. Let Donald live. Um, yeah. And kind of like, listen, I know this is, this is an unpopular take because people apparently hate camp. The album that came up. People, oh, okay. people hate Childish Gambino. Really? Oh yeah. Why? Um, think he's too, they think his rapping is too precious to, eh, the rhymes are a little too cute, too jokey, too many punchlines. Um, let people live, let them do what they want. Listen, he's got a line on one of his songs on camp that I saw that I actually really like, but there's a, there's a line that goes, you use a fake fuck like a fleshlight. And I'm like, "Mm." oh, it's a bad bad line. Actually, that's kind of funny. It's a bad line. Um, but I really liked the things he was saying about his own racial identity yeah. and especially on camp was like, I had not heard anything like that in rap before. And I really appreciated it and it kind of blew me away. And I was so close. And in retrospect, he probably really would have given zero fucks what a white, what a white guy had to say about his career at that point. But yeah. um, I was so close because he was walking back to the car at this point and we were like kind of walking parallel. And I'm like, just tell him that his rap... <laughs> This is a flaming hot take, and if people ever heard me, if any rap people actually heard this podcast, they'd come for me. But low key, like parts of the, if I had heard that camp album when I was like sixteen, it would have been as important to me as like De La Soul. Like, right. um, I was just blown away by the things it was saying and the 
aspects of a different experience it was cluing me into. And I was like trying to find a way. It's like, say this concisely so you can just kind of like dip in front of him, keep walking backwards, say it, and then <laughs> be on his way. But I couldn't figure out how to do it. Um, and if it was me, I would have fallen. <laughs> like that time we saw Juno Diaz in a hallway and we were like, we both had a meltdown. Blah, 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 blah. Poor, oh, poor Juno Diaz. He was probably like, you, you white people need to get away from I me. I was having a lovely conversation with a young Latino woman about our experience and, and we were just like, whitey blah. one and two came up, whitey dumb and whitey dumber came up. And, <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, good times. Uh, so yes, I don't know what happened with the Deadpool show. We probably never will know. Um, it's unfortunate, but hey, these things happen. Yeah. Donald's going to keep keep making stuff. I fall off on Atlanta. You should get back on that. Like a lot. I'm watching too much Superstore. <laughs> watching too much what? Superstore. Oh, really? <laughs> kind of. That's amazing. Um, yeah, we have nothing else. Yeah, you just want to go into updates? Or? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Real laid back today, friends. I guess we'll just go into updates. Uh, yeah, no, I was watching some Superstore, and it was like a return of Caitlin's Greatest Hits this week for... <laughs> For my updates. Amazing. Because um, I was like making dinner one night. Sidebar. I found this instant ramen. Yeah. At the Novrolls. It's gone this week. It was there last week. Is it really good? I don't know. Oh, fuck it. Hold on. I got one left. So y'all, they technically call these stir fry noodles. Okay. This is from the Indomie company. Mi Goreng fried noodles. Not a soup. Not a soup. So normally your ramen, you boil yeah. the noodles, you put the soup thing in, and that, that's it. Yeah. This, that thing has like, you know, in the toaster strudels, you have that little, like, those plastic yeah. pouches. Yeah. Has it got like three of them? It's got three of them and another foil thing. Oh. That's got, um, like, you know, the dried onions. Yeah. And some sort of powder. You basically take the powder and the little sauces in the sauce pouch. Yeah. Empty all that into your plate. Mash it all up. It becomes this like brown paste that smells kind of like onions or I don't know what. Some kind of magic. Possibly Korean. You cook the noodles as normal, but then you drain it. Dump the noodles in the sauce and kind of like fluff it up and stir yeah. everything around. Y'all, best instant ramen I've ever had. Do you uh, do you put the egg on it? Haven't yet. Haven't been home. You should. Um, oh, and there's some shrimp there. Um, you should like. I always. You always. To have really good ramen, you've got to like do this oh yeah and i'm hoping against hope so there are all these places in japan where you can do like instant ramen but they have like the egg you can put on the side mm -hmm. and like the vegetables and stuff yeah like they're corner stores that you can just do all this mm. um and i just i want i want there to be start being instant ramen places because noodles are my favorite food all noodles I know my mother is always greatly concerned when I talk about making fancy ramen. It just means I like cook, do a bunch of vegetables, and I don't use the poison sauce pouch. I use like an actual like bouillon cube or something. And, yeah. Um, or stock. Yeah. Or like you know, chicken, actual chicken broth or something. All people are hearing are us doing this with the package. You're welcome. It's fine. Um, but yeah, no, I it's I mean it's, it helps that it's cheap, but like yeah, I legit love it. It's like the most yeah. comforting. Not not pasta, no. Like ramen, like the long, stringy, slurpy noodles. Like it's yeah. my it's my favorite comfort food. Um, and so someday when you come visit Hamilton, maybe in the summer where it starts to get really hot in here, and it's kind of like a small oven, I will bring you to Nations, which is just it has all the food, all the food, and all the noodles, and they've got like sweet potato noodles. Is that a chain? Because somebody was talking about 
an international grocery store out at the stockyards uh, in Toronto. It, is it in Nations? Possibly. We made the joke that it was called League of Nations. But, uh. <laughs> um, I, I think they are. Yeah, it's possible because uh, I think they've got a couple stores. But yes, it definitely is owned by an international company. It's amazing. They have all the things, Jordan. All the snacks. All the snacks. We live for snacks. Yeah. Um, so that was a sidebar. Yes, I was making fancy ramen one night and I wanted something in the background to just enjoy. I didn't really have to pay attention to. Yeah. But uh, I've been a little bit of Teen Titans Go just to play in the background. Yeah. Back on it? I don't know if I'm back on it, but definitely it's like a dip in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this will be fine. It's in episode because i don't know when the hell we talked about teen titans go ages ago can we gave it to me well it's come up a couple times because i will go back in and be like this show is so amazing super absurdist take on the dc superhero characters from the teen titans uh i know i know chief brown correspondent kaim dar still loves that show watches it regularly makes jokes to me like i'm gonna understand it i'm like yeah i'm like kaim haven't watched it in like you know a year and a half you can just send them to me um but the one i watched was Cyborg and Beast Boy bought a new couch. Yeah. And they're very excited about the couch and being lazy. Yeah. The spirit of the couch spoke to them. Yep. It was a big floofy cloud looking type thing that talked like Bootsy Collins. And I was like, (laughs) okay, that's a choice. Just lean on back on the couch, baby. Yeah. Be as lazy as you can be. It's lazy Sunday, my dudes. (laughs) Like, all right. (laughs) And Robin bought him a treadmill to try and make him active. And they got super. (laughs) The spirit of the treadmill spoke to them and he was just a. Brolic, like, (laughs) get that pump. Um, I just love the fact that the spirit of the couch (laughs) looked like Bootsy Collins. And then I think the other episode they were doing team up moves. They had a bunch of different team up moves that they were doing. Yes, I was like, are these just all variations of you throwing Beast Boy? (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. Um, what else? One other thing I forgot to mention that I've been I've been reading, Kaylin. What reading again? What? What? I read two things actually. Just occurred to me. Oh my god, y'all! I read two things. Um, forever ago, I feel like we mentioned, or I mentioned that uh, Ed Piscor of Hip Hop Family Tree was doing an X Men book. Yeah, like he's like, I can do this for the X Men. Get at me, Marvel. <laughs> and somebody at Marvel got at him. And I don't know how long it's going to be. Um, came out this week. The collection. It's called X Men Grand Design. Looks just like Hip Hop Family Tree. Right. It is the same size, like the broadsheet size. Is the art slightly better? The same, same coloring. Oh. Uh, it stinks. <laughs> that printing process. Oh. <laughs> smells bad. Yeah. You can smell the benzene. <laughs> um, <laughs> real bad. Like I was like, wait, I was reading it at work and I waved it in Pops' face and he was just like, oh, God, stop it. He was eating like some terrible Filipino fish that his in-laws made him. I was like, what's worse? What smells worse? The fish or this book? He's like, that book. <laughs> um I don't know that it totally pulls it off. Right. It really deals with like the sixties era type stuff. Mm. But it does try to tell the linear story of this guy, Charles Xavier, who grew up and was a mutant and his parents and um basically up until the first up until Krakatoa, I feel like. So the new X Men right. era thing, like when Wolverine and Storm and all them came in. Um, there's a old story that I think was retconned in, in the eighties or something about, um, Charles Xavier going to Egypt or something and meeting this guy, the shadow King. Was that ever in the, in the cartoon? Uh, I don't 
remember, but the cartoon ran for like five years, and I think I only watched three years. It was years like a big fat guy with a mustache and a fez, but he was like also a demon. Like he was also like a psychic demon type of thing. And anyway, uh, X Men stories are not that great. You know, the characters are great, but the stories are lame. Are terrible. Lame. Except for the Christmas special where they go under into the sewers and they meet <laughs> they those bring up. presents to the Morlocks. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, they're. That's nodded to in this book as well. Um, and it, it's it's an interesting read. Uh, it, I mean, it's worth checking out if you like the X-Men just to see if he pulls it off. And he kind of does. Um, so that's the one thing I'm re- I am read. Uh, the other thing I have been reading and I'm almost done is a book called All the Pieces Matter. Ooh. It's an oral history of The Wire. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, Ooh. you're fucking right. Ew. <laughs> um, do I even have to say it if you're unfamiliar with The Wire? Stop listening to this program. Yeah, you shouldn't even be here. I hate to be that white person who's like... The Wire is so good. Have you, see, have you seen The Wire? The Wire is fucking incredible. And if you haven't watched it, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it was written by a guy named Jonathan Abrams, who I believe worked at the Washington Post. Um, and he talked to everybody. And, you, and I know you're thinking, like, yeah, you didn't really talk to everybody. You're not talking to Idris now about this old-ass show he used to be on. No, he talks to Idris. And I feel like Idris would be very open about it. Um, and Idris, when his time on The Wire was over... Yeah. Didn't really feel good about his career. Idris didn't think, Idris wasn't sure he was going to have a career after that. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> right? Which is what everybody, everybody was saying. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm just at the part now where, infamous scene on the wire, look it up on YouTube, where uh, Snoop, the, just, when you see her, you know her. Snoop, she's an enforcer on the, in the yeah. uh, Stanfield Drug Organization. And she's in a hardware store buying a uh, nail gun mm-hmm. at the start of season four because she needs a nail gun to board up these houses where they're taking the bodies of people they have murdered mm-hmm. to board them up in these abandoned row houses. And she needs to buy a nail gun for this and has a amazing scene with a very charming hardware store employee <laughs> who's telling her about the benefits of <laughs> of, you know certain size nails and she compares it to certain size bullets and how a small bullet will tear up a motherfucker like like a 45 as he slowly grows more horrified as to what she's going to use this nail gun for and then she just pays him without going to the <laughs> register she's like no nah, that's yours man you earned that um and the fact that like the guy who played omar like saw her in a club yeah and was like you are so baltimore you need to be on this show yeah. I don't know what we're going to do with you, but like just come and meet some people. Um, and how they were just always canceled. That's why season three ends the way it does. And they had to like fight so hard for season four. Which is just crazy. Nobody was watching it at the time. Um, it's kind of like Rome. It's what happened with Rome. Rome how many was... seasons did Rome get? They mentioned Rome, how like how a benefit to the wire was that it was cheap to make comparatively and they're like they were making rome at this time and that was super expensive so rome was like the beginning of uh prestige television well the sopranos was but okay rome was very close (laughs) not to well actually but you but well a little bit because sopranos was a very like it wasn't for history nerds it didn't have the spectacle no of something like Rome. No. Didn't require a lot of you know set pieces and costuming no. and things like that. And Rome, like, you L- could... Lions, whatever else they you were using. Could have, you could not have made um, a Game of Thrones without Rome. Mm. It just couldn't have been done. Hot take. Oh, yeah. hot, Absolutely hot take. Caleb McKinnon writing hard for Rome. Um, Rome was amazing. It was 
an unbelievably expensive show. And it got, uh, it, they were like, this is like way too expensive. Not enough people are watching it. Um, and then what happened was they said, okay, you get like a second, they were supposed to have like quite a few seasons, but you've got a second season and you're going to get canceled at the end of the second season. Mm. But by the second season, oh yeah. And then the whole set burnt down. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this second season, but by that time, the second season, they realized how they could make the show a lot cheaper mm. and people started to watch and people started to love Rome. Um, so it has two seasons and it ends, they like speed up time and <laughs> like it, it works, but you can tell that and they then were, the empire fell. Yeah. And you can tell they're quickly getting to a certain point. Um, have you not seen Rome? Put it on the list. I haven't oh, seen room. Putting it on the list. Um, but yeah, it's an it's an amazing show. It's so good. I actually, uh, senior correspondent and I have been talking about rewatching it. But we're like, but there's so many things to watch. Oh, this book makes me want to rewatch The Wire. Right. So bad. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, you're talking about like, how do people not know? Uh, uh, there's a book out right now that just came out from uh, one of my favorite authors named Lori Moore. It's a book of essays and whatnot. She's done a lot of like book reviews, and she's, at this point, she's probably done more book reviews than fiction writing at this point. Um, but I just briefly read the introduction, um, and she's got what if, what if I recall? I think I read it when it came out in 2010. She wrote like a essay on the wire, and she wrote it. So in 2010, the show had been off the air for a few years at this point, right. and she had watched it kind of on a binge, and was like why is nobody writing about this show? And like, mm-hmm. she went and looked and it's like a few things in the UK, but it's like nobody in America was like watching writing it. about this show. Yeah. Cause it was just so forgotten until it started circulating on DVD. And I'm sure they'll get more into that at the tail end of the book. But like at yeah. this point when we're in season four, it's like, yeah, nobody, nobody was watching it. They had to claw and scrape for that four season. He, David Simon begged for both seasons at once. Um, he's like, I need to do, I need to do education and I need to do the media. Those yeah. are the last two. Apparently somebody advocated for doing immigration right. in Baltimore, which David Simon cites as a regret. It's like, yeah, we totally should have done that. But they were not <laughs> they were never going to give us another season. No. Um and also that there were a lot of people who had no interest in doing the politics side on season three. They right. did not care. They did not want to do Carcetti. Or the mayoral race or any of that, which seems insane to me because it seems oh, like yeah. so important to to the story of the city told in that show. But anyway, all the pieces matter. I love me some oral histories. I've talked about a few on this show at this point. Yes. Just a, <laughs> if you want facts, but you don't have the attention span <laughs> to read words anymore. You want to know what I love? What do you love, Caitlin? Heist movies. Okay. Why don't they make more heist movies, Jordan? They're just fun. They're the, good times. The Russo brothers are saying Infinity War is a heist movie. Uh, we'll see. I, I've heard a thing mentioned on other podcasts called director bullshit, <laughs> which is like when directors of, you know, clearly popcorn blockbusters yeah. cite film nerd inspirations for like oh their approach. So yeah. I think the Russo brothers said they were really inspired by Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight and Two Days in the Valley. Really? <laughs> For Infinity War. <laughs> so, oh so we're really inspired by those. Director bullshit, everybody. Copyright. <laughs> director, director bullshit. Copyright Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan. Um, You've been watching some heist movies? Well, I was trying to find something to watch a couple nights ago. And I was like, uh, I don't want... 
I don't want something that's too like hardcore action and dark. I don't want something that's too fluffy. I want something that's engaging and fun and but that the bad guys get away with something, you know, like the underdog gets away with something, but I don't mm-hmm. want like a sports movie. Like I just, I needed, there were all these Venns that I needed of the Venn diagram <laughs> and heist movie. So I watched Ocean's Eleven, which is on Netflix right now. Um, I think they're getting ready for Ocean's Eight. This is the, the lady one. The lady one. Sandra, Bu- Sandra Bullock in it? Yep. Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett, Blanchett and a whole bunch of other people. Rihanna's in it. Rihanna. I think she's got one of the featuring slots. Like, she's in it, but she's not, like, in it, in it. She's in it, in it. Is it? She, she plays the hacker. I did know that. Yes. Anyways. Anyway. Anyways. Um, so, I watched Ocean's, eight, uh, Ocean's 11, and it was amazingly appropriate. I was... I like, was, you hadn't seen it before? No. Like, I, I've seen it a couple times, but it was just a good choice, I mean. Just you a, know, it was a comfy watch. You know, sometimes you start watching something, and you're like, ugh. This is was not a good choice, but I got to finish. <laughs> this was a good choice. It was definitely a good choice. That was a good choice. Um, and I'm also reading um, a mystery book. A mystery book? Yeah. So I'm like in my happy place right now. No, there's not enough old ladies in it. Uh-oh. Um, but it's still... It's still fun. Um, so there's this writer named Will Kingdom. It's like a pseudonym for another writer named Phil Rickman. Um, and he wrote a uh, first book called Cold Calling, 1998. It, basically, they are like spiritual mysteries. Like there's psychics in it and oh. uh, shamans and stuff. And the second one, which I'm reading right now, called Mean Spirit, um, is fantastic. I think he only wrote two of them, though. That's what I'm finding, which is kind of sad. Um, very much like Dirk Gently. There's only two Dirk Gently books, and it kind of crushes my soul. Um, but, yeah, I'm having a good time with it. It's a lot of fun. There you go. Will Kingdom. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah. He's a good writer, and they're they're kind of just like – they're very – which I always say about kind of mystery, Sue Grafton-esque books. They're not going to make you think that hard. <laughs> they're just fun. And kind of like you want to help solve the mystery, right? So, yeah. And sometimes just reading words makes your brain feel good. It does. It, it, it does. And I feel like my brain has grown two sizes already. Burks, y'all. <laughs> Read some Burks. Uh, good times. Well, well, I guess we'll take a break here. Yeah. So we it can. A, it was a good chit chat. So we can hurry up, talk about the thing we watched this week, and get out of here and go on a field trip. But we'll do all that stuff when we come back from this break. Welcome back to the show. This is usually the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other, but because it's a special uh, 10th episode of some sort, because we're at 110. Thank you. Um, We are doing a little bit different. We've watched the same thing. But before we get in to the whole thing, and we talk about the thing that we Watched. Watched. Um, we have some rules. We do. And some of them apply and some of them don't. The first rule is the rule of three. Yes. Which is that if the thing comes in parts of some kind, we will watch three of them. So we have so the thing has a chance to become what it's supposed to be. The thing had one part. 
So it didn't apply. So we watched it. Um, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. We will not talk about the thing that we watched or read or listened to until we are sitting in front of these microphones. These, these, these microphones. It's very important that you guys get the freshest and hottest of takes. So fresh. Because you so don't hot. want stale cold takes. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. You want a pillowy, soft take like a birthday cake Timbit. Or... Like waffles and or pancake and waffles, uh, Halo Top. What do you, do you want? Some melted ass soupy Halo Top? Actually, yeah, that's how I eat my ice cream. <laughs> but anyways, no one is surprised by that revelation. Ice cream soup. Um, my dad still hates it when I do it, um, but he can't do anything now because I'm a grown up. Uh, <laughs> take that, Dad. Um, <laughs> Uh, I love him dearly. Um, and then the third rule is not so much a rule. It's just that there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. This thing's based in history. So Spoilers have been out there for like 30 years. Though there really isn't much on the Wikipedia page. So it's kind of spoilery. Kind of spoilery. Yeah. Um, so this was going to be a thing. I brought Caitlin. We wrapped up last week and I was like, all right, uh, let's not waste any time. I've recently learned about this thing. You're going to watch this. But I was like, but you haven't watched it either. Nope. And so I thought because of the nature of the thing, it'd be interesting to get the viewpoint of Jordan, who has much more experience with the history of rap and hip hop and knows so much more than I do. And me, who's kind of like an outsidery person who appreciates the music. Girl. Uh, well, what's interesting is this is kind of a thing that we have low-key petitioned for for like a year on this podcast. Yeah. Like as far back as like when The Get Down first came out. We watched yeah. The Get Down. I don't think The Get Down ever had its own dedicated segment, but we did talk about it when it came out. And the takeaway, definitely Caitlin's takeaway was like, this is all really cool and I enjoy this, but like you didn't have to dramatize it. No. Like the stories themselves yeah. are good enough on its own. Yeah. Follow up, I give her the previously, the aforementioned Hip Hop Family Tree by Ed Piscor, mm -hmm. which is basically the IRL version of the get down. It's a graphic novel of the early days of hip hop and the history and the players involved and how that all kind of came together. This revolutionary art form. And Caitlin really enjoyed that, but yeah, that can be a tough hang. It's real dense. I didn't like the art. <laughs> she And she didn't like the art. As we, as I spoke about earlier, something with the art. I just don't like the colors. But what we have here is a dramatization based in the real life of one of these pioneering hip-hop people yeah. who came up in the time depicted in shows like The Get Down and Hip-Hop Family Tree. This is like if somebody took three pages out of Hip-Hop Family Tree and made a 100-minute movie yeah. out of it. And it's all about a lady. It is all about a lady. Who is that lady? Her name is Roxanne Chante. The subject of the Netflix original film, Roxanne, Roxanne. Roxanne, Roxanne. This is a 2017 release. It dropped in January initially, I think. It may have debuted at Sundance, perhaps, and then Netflix scooped it up and put it on their airwaves. Mm -hmm. It is written and directed by Michael Larnell. Among the producers are Pharrell Williams and Forrest Whitaker. Cool. It stars Shantae Adams as Roxanne Shantae, uh, the queen, Nia Long, as her mother, Ms. Peggy. Ms. Peggy. And the recently Oscar-fetted Mahershala Ali from Moonlight as... Shantae's paramour from later in the movie, uh, a hustler slash gangster named Cross. And what is this movie about? 
The most feared battle MC in the early 1980s in Queens, New York, was a fierce teenager from the Queensbridge Projects. At the age of 14, Roxanne Shante was well on her way to becoming a hip-hop legend as she hustled to provide for her family while defending herself from the dangers of the street. Yes to all of that. Yes. Um, Roxanne Shante was one of the first lady MCs to really break out on a regional scale because hip-hop was still very regional back then. I don't think she was the first. I believe Shah Rock from the Funky Four Plus One More mm-hmm. was the first lady to get like a solo verse on the radio in hip hop. Um, but the you know notorious story is, which it, as depicted in the movie, is there was a song out called Roxanne Roxanne. Her name was not Roxanne Shante. No, um, it was not. Her was just Shante. She had a she had a first name Shante. It was her middle name, but everybody called her Shante. I don't know. I think it was like Lilith or something. <clears throat> Lilith Shante something. Something like that. Um, but the song was out called Roxanne Roxanne that like took aim at like trifling women. Yeah. It was by a group named UTFO. Local Queensbridge producer Marley Marl hollered at the best lady rapper he knew, which was this 14-year-old. Yep. Doing laundry. Named Shantae, who was on her way to do the laundry. And he's like, hey, just come up and can you just rap on this beat I got? And she came upstairs and just freestyled off the top of her head, went back to doing her laundry. Yeah. Song blows up. Suddenly she's like... You know, torn around the tri-state area. Yes. While dealing with all of the perils of living in the projects, trying to get out of the projects. Which can we say, most of the perils are men. The subtitle on this movie should be Roxanne, Roxanne, colon, the Roxanne Shantae story, parentheses, men ain't shit, men ain't been shit, men ain't never going to be shit. (laughs) Exactly. Close parentheses. (laughs) Um, Ooh, the brothers do not <laughs> come out looking well no. at all from the mother's boyfriend who makes off with her entire $20,000 in 1980s money. Yeah, because they were going to buy a house. Down payment for a house. He goes with it to her Roxanne's first tour manager who just totally <laughs> just is like, I lost y'all your tour money when clearly he didn't. No. And he's just flat out lying to her face. Yeah. To the Mahershala, Mahershala Ali character who just, you know, basically statutory rapes her at 16. Yep. Even and though it was air quotes consensual. And beats her. Beats her within an inch of her life frequently because he loves her. We'll get to that characterization a little later. But anyway, as said a few moments ago, uh, this is basically what we've been petitioning for. This is the thing you've been petitioning for. You're like, yeah, like the or actual stories are interesting enough. You don't need to. I don't need to see Jaden Smith and the the Get Down Brothers do their like, no, you know, routines. I want to know about the actual people. Caitlin, yeah, this is one of the actual people. Yeah, and it's a lady. Yeah, what did you think of this movie? Um, where the hell's all the rapping? Uh, there was a little rapping. For a story about an amazing, like, rap battle rapper, there's, like, what, three rap battles? Not even? You mean specifically the battling. You would have liked to see more of that. The battling, the full, like, her doing the full verse of the song. (laughs) Maybe you wonder if, like, they didn't even have, she might not own the publishing, she probably doesn't own the publishing of that song, so I wonder if they, like, can't even use it. Like Maybe, but I, I don't know. I just... There's a possibility, but I just... Although, no, there's so much light. Every two seconds, I was like, that's a hot-ass song. Like, the soul music playing yeah. in the background and stuff. So, they had a they had a budget here. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I just wanted... I wanted there to be more about, like, her influences, her rapping, 
Um, or like why she even wanted to rap because you see her the yeah. first time you see her she's like eight years old. Yeah. Battling like teenagers. Yeah, and just like for fifty bucks or whatever. I want to see more more of the battling, less of the shoplifting, more of the battling. Um, yeah, I just the relationship between her and the mother was amazing. It was really good. Um, but I definitely wanted to see more of the like rapping side of it. Like I watched this movie in parts because um, I had it downloaded uh, on the the old Netflix app, and I was watching. I probably watched the first half at work mm-hmm. and then watched the second half at home. And the sec the first half at work, I was like, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. By the time we got to the second half at home, mm-hmm. they were really shotgun and plot at like a mile a minute. Yeah, there were some was, weird pacing issues ex- in this in yeah, the back half. Absolutely. I was like at one point I was like, She had a baby? <laughs> she had a baby? <laughs> like it was like so fast. I mean, it shot well. It's basically yeah. this trio of scenes where it's like Shot from the same position. It's like her with her head in the foreground. The first shot, she's clearly having sex. Yeah. With her legs in the air. Cut to her giving birth to a baby. Yeah. Cut again to the cross character, like, dragging her across the floor by her hair. Yeah. So that's like, that's like all the three. That's how, that's like you know, four years of her life just yeah. summed up in ten seconds. Yeah. Uh, it's a creative way to do it, but it's still jarring as shit like i love the way they aged her i just need to take a moment for this shante adams yeah young lady so good you a star young lady yeah i hope she's like the next big you know what enough of jennifer lawrence kick her out (laughs) we don't need her anymore (laughs) you've been replaced yeah by shante adams yeah she's just she's so good she just captures all of the like attitude and braggadocio and swag yeah and like listen roxanne herself was a fucking style icon yeah fucking door knocker earrings goddamn <laughs> um or like you know like she said the pony the ponytail and the braces like yeah so it's actually one of my favorite moments where like but again i didn't quite piece together like i thought she was already a superstar at this point trying to get into a club but no she was trying to go battle yeah and the point was she was beating everyone yes and the bouncer was like, I got to see your teeth because she had braces. The bouncer was like, I got to see your teeth and she won't open her mouth. And he's like, I can't let the girl with braces battle anymore because she keeps winning. Yeah. Um, like I wanted to see that. Yeah. You wanted more of that. I wanted to see her drag people. Like, um, And you don't, yeah, you don't really get a lot of it. You only really only get one concert. You get like a concert and a half. Yeah. You get one. It's the moment where, oh, what was it? Sparky D? Was that? So basically she puts out, um, Roxanne's Revenge comes out. Yep. It blows up and then suddenly everybody's like, what? Women, women rapping? What is what? this? What? what? Oh, gosh. We're find, all white old men. Find me a woman. Um, <laughs> so all these like, you know, Roxanne adjacent yeah. you know, diss tracks were coming out, uh, one by a woman named Sparky D and the like big, you know, Avengers versus the JLA moment they have was they were going to have Roxanne and Sparky D on the same record. Yeah. And you see some of the recording of that um, and some of the touring off of that. And you see like, like there are some in jokes. If you know hip hop, there are people who are mentioned by name who, if you know hip hop, you're going to be like, Oh, it's that person. Yeah. Shan is MC Shan. Marley is Marley Marl. Well, that was what he's the beatboxer, right? That's biz. A biz. Okay. Biz Marquis. Yeah. Yeah, Biz Marquis. I know Biz (laughs) Marquis and I know Marley Marl. I know, I know them. I know them. Oh my God. And like, 
that performance where he beatboxes. That is really good. Yeah. Oh, so good. Because and yeah, that should have been like another like you should have got the whole song out of that. That was yeah. amazing. And just her, her fucking airbrush shirt with her name on it. It's just like, oh, God, I love that era so much. Um, I did think the, like, bit with Nas getting shoehorned in. I kind of thought that was end. cute. It's it was cute, like, but... it was a continuation of, like, everyone influences everyone, mm. right? Like, no one is an island onto themselves. And especially with something like hip hop, which was so regional based. And I mean, you know, the superstar with the number one record probably still lived down the hall from you. Like, yeah. So Roxanne was from Queens. Queens can make a solid argument for being like hip hop was born in the Bronx. But I mean, as far as like the most influential borough, Queens can make a solid case for it. And apparently there's like this big, there was this big like rap battle thing about the two areas oh my god yeah see i wish they got i don't know how much right? i don't know how much roxanne got into that she might apparently have been... from the wikipedia page <laughs> she got into it and i was like why was that not part of the story um so mc shan who is one of the guys you see kind of hanging out on tour with yeah. roxanne so marley and shan put out this song called the bridge which was a celebration of their project um there was either an actual diss or a perceived diss or like a perceived claim that they said hip hop came out of uh, Queens um, and Boogie Down Productions and KRS One out of the Bronx mm-hmm. were like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and put out a nope. song called "The Bridge Is Over." Oh, the bridge is over. The bridge is over. Put about I, and just KRS One was a fucking monster and just demolished both of them. Wow. <laughs> um, on some like fuck Marley, fuck Shan, fuck Queensbridge type thing. Like hip hop, hip hop lives here. Uh, KRS was not playing. Knowledge does rule supreme over nearly everybody. So yes, that was a big, huge thing. I didn't know if they were going to get into that at all. Um, they didn't. It was kind of beyond the ken of this bio. Um, so Caitlin wants more rapping. I want more rapping. I thought there were weird pacing issues. There were. I thought for, you know, your Ike Turner wife beater type person, Great that you got Mahershala Ali. Didn't really have a lot to do. No. <laughs> with what he had. I hit you because I love you. That's like the... People? I, I mean, I know it's the wife beater. It's the first line in the wife beater handbook. Do, yeah. do not read the wife beater handbook. Don't don't buy the wife beater handbook. Don't publish the wife beater handbook. No. Um, but that's the cliche, right? It's like... But I guess it's a cliche because that's what trifling ain't shit motherfuckers say. Yeah. When they're beating the women in their lives. Um... <laughs> Ultimately, this culminates with, um, so Roxanne has been on some like fuck rap type stuff while she went off to have her baby. Yep. Um, getting her ass beat. There's a, not nice, but like a bittersweet moment where I went to look up to see if that actual photo was out there because they spend enough time on it where, where she's the photographer who's a woman was like on some, you know, you're so pretty when you smile type thing. You should smile. And she's like, I can't move my fucking jaw. Like her jaw's been wired shut because, you know, dude was beating her around. Um, So her producer, her old road manager who screwed her over the first time comes back <laughs> again. The, the ain't shit, the ain't shit male excuses throughout oh, this yeah. movie are like, Lord. Um, <laughs> he's like, He's like, you know, the label, the shitty indie label they were on, Cold Chillin', which was which was kind of iconic for the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, they were getting a distribution deal. They want 
they Warner Brothers was going to distribute them. They wanted they wanted Shantae. She's like, man, fuck rap and fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, it's going to be right this time. I promise you. Like, I'm sorry. I just thought that's how it had to be back then. <laughs> it was like, no, 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 you didn't. No. No, you didn't. And I love that she was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> she tells a lot of people to go fuck themselves. Um, and yeah, but, and, but she, and she gets out of the, she was living in Jersey with this cross dude. She gets, she gets away moves back in with her uh, family, her mom and her sisters, but has left her baby in Jersey with the dad, wants it back. And they really glossed over this. The the paying him $10,000? $10,000 to like forfeit his parental rights and give the baby back. Yeah. And some dude was like, this is slave trading? Well, but some o- coked up lawyer, you mean. But, but okay, I'll help you. Like. Yeah okay it's like we got to get to b real fast yeah <laughs> i got i got 15 more minutes on this <laughs> i gotta tell all these plot points uh and then she gets her baby back and i guess she made some money and i guess she was moving out of queensbridge like yeah they were like they didn't explain it was a happy ending and then she saw nas and nas wrapped and everything's fine <laughs> yeah it was it was so weird and like ending. such i felt like there was so much promise in the first half yeah um, and it was so rushed in the second half. Yeah, really was. Um, I like how you brought up the relationship with the mom. I thought Neil Long, who is also just the queen, if you know her from Boys in the Hood or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she'd been doing this. She's been amazing and everything. And the character itself and the way she plays it is not just a standard, like, black mothers are always shown to be, like, you know, the hard asses, but you don't often get to see the softer side or yeah. not the softer side, but like the love beneath it. You just, you're left to assume the love beneath it, mm-hmm. but you don't actively see it. Um, and like when she apologizes for yes. her drinking and, um, <laughs> or when in the first scene where she's like eight, yeah, she's going to battle the guy. This is when I was like, okay, I'm on board for this. <sighs> so she's like eight years old and the guy's like, man, I ain't battling. No, I'm battling no girl. Like, what is this? And the, the the organizer or the ref is like, you said you wanted to battle the champ. This is the champ. Yeah. And she just turns to, the kid turns to, the young Roxanne turns to her mom and goes, can I curse? <laughs> and mom's just like, you do whatever you got to. I don't care what you do. Just get that $50. <laughs> <laughs> like, hell yes. Get that $50. And just like the, the hard scrabble, like, you know, there, there's no out here really. I mean, you assume that she gets out. Yeah. And I don't think her life was the greatest even into the 90s. I think no. She's doing all right now, I think. But it was a hard go for her for a while. And, well, yeah, you don't really know, A, like how she got out. There wasn't like, even like a title card at the end of it. Like no. Roxanne Chante now is, does whatever and lives here. Like, yeah, there was not- none of that. Um, and also, yeah, they don't, they don't explain any of that. Um, and they don't explain about her career. Nope. And I just am like, huh? <laughs> like what's going on and i wanted to know more so i went to wikipedia there was nothing there and i have no idea what she's doing tell me something i think i think she showed up she kind of reemerged uh a few years ago by a few i mean like six or seven maybe around the time of like vh1 used to have this thing called the hip-hop honors mm-hmm. which is basically like a uh, like an unofficial hall of fame type thing it's like this is just a night to celebrate hip-hop pioneers right um 
and they did one that was all women one year and I'm sure Shante was on there and I'm sure she was there. And I remember there being a story where like she was going around saying she had like a doctorate in social work at that yeah, point. That's did you true. read about that? But it's not true, mm. but it's like, yes, she's got something, but it's not a doctorate. Like she kind of yeah. fudged some of the details about that and people went, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. Mm. Yeah. So, Something like that. That was the last story I remember hearing about her. TBH. But at least make something up for me. Um, She... Is a unicorn wrangler. <laughs> she wrangles unicorns. She has a four-bedroom duplex in the greater Atlanta area and hosts a local radio show, Drive Time, three to six. Excellent. You're perfect. You should make Netflix specials. <laughs> Put it on the board, Netflix. What uh, are we giving this, Caitlin, uh, on a scale of kick punches? Oh, my God. I have a punch. I have a kick punch sound effect. Now. Oh, my gosh. Uh, seven. <laughs> it was good. It was well done. It was good. I'm going to give it six. I think I'm giving it a seven because of the main actress, Shantae She's Adams, a, did you say? Shantae Adams, I believe. Yeah, I'd never seen her before. She's so good. Um, she really hasn't done anything. She's got five credits on IMDb. Oh my gosh. People, Netflix, put her in things. She's... Put her in things. Because I saw her and I was like... Wow. Yeah. So good. And I loved her best friend as well. And I also love that she didn't like... Just abandon her best friend. She was like, I really wish you could come. And that was a, they had like a hug. And they'd have these moments that was that were like, you know, I wish there was more time to breathe in that a little bit, like yeah. or go down that road a little bit, where she's like going on clearly, like you know, she's a kid, right? So she's yeah. going on tour. She's feeling herself. She's getting a little snotty. Um, and you know, she goes off on Marley at one point on tour about, you know, you ain't shit because of me. You want to be where I'm at. Yeah. Really? Probably was not a lie at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure people felt some kind of way about, you know, hip hop being very masculine art form and yeah. you're finding success by putting a girl out in front. Um, but yeah, she's going out on a tour and her friends come to see her off and she's like, you were my first hype man. It's like, I wish you could. If there was a way for you to come with me, and she's like, I don't. Yeah. Because she knows that's not, <laughs> ain't going to be good. No. And it wasn't. Uh, she got ripped off and did like the moment where, you know, Sparky D is the one who ends up like giving her all the money in her wallet. Like, yeah. Like, I know that, that shit we're saying on records, that's just records. Like, we're always, we got to look out for each other. Yeah. This. Yay, female solidarity, because men ain't shit. Which is the subtitle, <laughs> subtitle of this um, movie. Ain't shit. Ain't never been shit. Ain't never going to be shit. Like, and I, you can, you just know that the boyfriend's going to take off with the money at the beginning. And then you're not so sure. Cause he's like nice to her. Cause he's nice to her. Right. And but then, even when he's nice to her, I'm like, how, how nice are you going to be? Yeah. And then, but then he's just like, he's just regular nice to her. And then they're like all packed up ready for him to come with the van and you think, okay. And then you're just like, you know, it's not like, there's just such this. Let's run through all, all the men who ain't shit in this movie. So the mother's boyfriend steals the money and leaves. Yeah. Their dad, who who we we never see. No. And it's supposed to pick them up for ice cream. And they literally wait all day, wait all day to the point where the youngest like pisses in the street. Cause you don't want to go inside in case he shows up when they're gone. So the dad don't show up. The tour manager ain't shit. Yep. Uh, I ain't going to say Marley ain't shit. He's 
Yeah. Kind of okay. The Marshall Ali character definitely ain't shit. Her cousin, whatever, the guy who let her live in that weird basement room or but whatever. Then and like then 14. And then tried to rape her or yeah. something. I didn't really understand how that scene like played out. Did he just catch himself because he realized what he was doing and that's why he kicked her out? Or did she have like an eyeball growing out of her vagina? Like I couldn't understand. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he just like caught. Yeah. <laughs> so you ain't totally ain't shit, but you did start trying to rape a 14 year old. So yeah. you ain't shit. Um, who else ain't shit? The tour manager ain't shit. Oh, Biz is, Biz is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Biz Marquee Records. That's oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> I was like, I know him. I know him. I know a person. Um, all the Fila, man, Fila was such oh, a thing in wow. the eighties, and like they love Fila, and just wanting like cashmere sweaters and stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's Sergio Valente. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. It's so good. Marley didn't have any money, but he worked at a Sergio Valente warehouse on yeah. the side. So she's like, uh, "Give me four. Like uh, my sisters and I all need Sergio Valente jeans. <laughs> you need four. Need four of them. Them jelly jackets. Yeah. Oh man." That's the thing, right? Is all this is not the queen. This is not the the ghetto of you know popping shots. I don't think I. There's a gun even fired in this movie. I don't even know if there is, which mm-hmm. is nice for a change. Yeah, but it's still it is poverty. Yes. So there's got to find a way to make that money, however you can. Yeah. Oh yeah, and she wasn't like she never turned to prostitution. That was the other nice thing because <laughs> women in these movies always. There's always someone who turns to prostitution, and that was a nice change. Just got to wrap your ass off. <laughs> Although they did kind of give that, you know, that Diana Ross don't wear a wedding ring type thing about, you know, when these yeah. these dudes come up and say, Roxanne, Roxanne, can I be your man? And yeah, just flirt with them. Be nice. Yeah. Well, that's the, it was the, that was like the turning point when finally she's like, no, I don't want to be nice. <laughs> I want to Nasty woman. I want to eat MCs. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Because she's a nasty woman. And she did. And she was. So that's on your Netflix. Yeah. For nothing. Nothing. If you have Netflix. (laughs) For nothing. $10 a month. Um, But you can check that out and enjoy it. Yeah. It's all right. It's a good good. time. And the the rapping was fantastic. And the battles and stuff that they showed. Wish there had been more of it. Yeah. Anyway, we got to go on a field trip, y'all. Yeah. We got to get out of here. Patrons, check that feed. Check your emails. Because I think every time I post something, patrons get an email. Mm. Mm. I'm told this. Uh, that will be up there sometime this weekend, slash as you're listening to this. So to do that, we got to get out of here. Yeah. If you'd like to talk to us about our adventures or how we're wrong about things, because we know lots of people think we're wrong, uh, come at us. We'll rap battle you. It won't go well. Um, what? No. Have, have you have you seen, oh, what's her name from Community? Um, oh, Alison Brie? Yeah. Uh, rap? Y- yes. <laughs> well, I say rap, quote unquote. It is horrifying. Big air quotes. Um. It, it would be like that. Uh, you can get at us um, at our Twitter at GeekdownPod, mm-hmm. our Instagram at GeekdownPod, yes. our email, which is geekdownpod at gmail.com, our Facebook page, which is www.facebook. Oh, I did it all again. I'm going to do it again. Let me do it again. And our. I'm leaving it all in. Oh, come on. I want Travis to go through the emotional, the emotional turmoil. God damn, Caitlin, do it again. Don't do this to Travis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. www.facebook.com forward slash Geek Down Pod. I'm sorry, Travis. I was letting her do it. I was thinking about how much money I had on my Presto card. <laughs> <laughs>
Amazing. Um, and finally, if you have a uh, homing pigeon that knows where Jordan lives, you can send us uh, mail that way. <laughs> or getting a P.O. box can be one of the many things Caitlin can start doing for this show. <laughs> Get us a P.O. box. Why? Nobody has sent us mail? I know. Maybe somebody wants to send us presents. Snacks. Snacks. If you want to send us snacks, Yo, let us you, know. If you legitimately want to send us snacks, hop in the DMs and, and we'll, we'll figure it out. I will get a P.O. box immediately. We'll figure out a way for them snacks to get here. If you're in if you're in a fun country, Japan, England. Australia. Australia. Uh, um, <laughs> why is it that sound? I don't know. I would, I would never. I would, I would never. Um... Does does Australia have snacks? Kira, does Australia have snacks? They, they have Marmite. They got good snacks. Or Vegemite. One of them. <laughs> I'm sure it's delicious. Literally, what? You've never had it before? No. It literally tastes like if you made soy sauce into butter. That kind of sounds amazing. Like a spread. If you made soy sauce into a bread, that's what it tastes like. That kind of sounds amazing. Mm, does it? A little bit. I trust them. I don't know that it does. Anyways, if you have snacks and you want to send them to us, let us know. We will get a P.O. box. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out. That is going to do it for this episode of this fantastic program. That's as good, if not better, than all the other programs you're listening to. (laughs) It's time for us to go. It is time for us to go. (laughs) Y'all, like two hours of sleep. We gotta go. I get snacks. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Theme songs by Rob Gasser. And we'll see you next week. Because uh, hopefully he doesn't fall asleep on the way there. Because I don't think I could drag him. I don't think I'm that strong. Bye. I know that. Okay. All right. Hey. Hey. Hey, girl.